The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When a great crowd had gathered and they had nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come a long way. And his disciples answered him, how can one feed these men with bread here in the desert? And he asked them, how many loaves have you? They said, seven. And he commanded the crowd to sit down on the ground And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish. And having blessed them, he commanded that those also should be set before them. And they ate and were satisfied. And they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. And there were about 4,000 people. And he sent them away, and immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. The Gospel of the Lord. So it's quite an interesting association of the readings in the liturgy today. So we have uh, the Lord coming to Adam and Eve after they've fallen in original sin and trying to find them in their shame. And then in the gospel, we have uh, the feeding um, of the crowd that the Lord has had mercy on. And I read a commentary yesterday, which I found kind of helped to unite and link the two readings quite profoundly. So first and foremost is, uh, so what has happened is that the Lord has forbidden Adam and Eve to eat something. And they have, in pride and in disobedience and in sin, they have eaten this. And immediately what has happened, it has caused them to fall into shame. They are ashamed. The Lord comes looking for them and they hide from Him. And so this disobedience, not eating, eating what was not, was was commanded that they should not, causes this original sin. And then what you see, one of the effects is that the Lord clothes them. He covers over their shame, but he does it with skins, which means in order for there to be skins, there had to have been sacrifice and death. And so what a lot of the church fathers and a lot of the saints have seen in this imagery of the Lord clothing Adam and Eve in skins is a prefiguration of how his own death will cover over our shame and sin. And so there will be a death and a sacrifice required to cover over the shame of sin and to com- and again to restore us to that relationship with God. And so it prefigures Christ's sacrifice, that clothing. In the same way that also St. Jerome says the gospel that we have today prefigures the institution of the Eucharist. It'll be that same sacrifice, the same giving of himself for our sins. That is how we tie these two readings together. But then there was also another commentary which was quite profound on the gospel passage which was relating it back to the Ark of the Covenant and that encounter that Moses had on the mountain with God. And so what the commentator was saying is that what the Lord does here is he seats himself on the mountain in the wilderness. 
in the same way that God meets Moses on a mountain in the wilderness. And the Lord then has compassion. He is moved with compassion. And he calls his disciples to himself in the same way that he called Moses to himself. And then when the Lord had called called Moses to himself on the mountain, he gave the instruction for the building of the Ark of the Covenant and also for the tabernacle, the place where he would dwell amongst his people. And so he speaks about the building of this Ark of the Covenant. But what covers the Ark of the Covenant is the mercy seat. It is the seat where God sits. And he says, from this seat, I will speak to you. And I will tell you all the things which I will command my people. But what surrounds this mercy seat are these two cherubim angels, the only two things that the Lord permitted them to carve at that time. Two cherubim angels with their wings turned towards the mercy seat. And it says, with their faces looking towards the mercy seat. And so what this commentator says is that the disciples have now become, in a certain sense, the cherubim which surround the actual Ark of the Covenant, God's presence among his people in the incarnation in Jesus Christ. And what he is revealing to his disciples on the mountain now is the same thing that was revealed to his people in the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat. But the Lord shows that this mercy of God endures forever. And he tells them about what is the operation and the activities of his heart. I am moved with compassion, or I am moved with mercy on the crowd. On the crowd. One of the commentators says that that preposition, to be on, means that something has to come down from above. If something is next to or under, that's different. But his mercy is on the crowd. It is a mercy which flows down upon them. And so he is calling his disciples into this type of activity of the cherubim to turn towards him with attention and to understand his mercy. And then he commissions them to go out and to feed, to give the divine life, as he will, uh, to the people. He says, I have compassion on the crowd. He reveals a constant activity of the depths of his heart. He is always moved with mercy. And then he says, because they have been with me now for three days. The Israelites, after they left the mountain, it says that they traveled for three days looking for a place of rest. And so now this crowd has also traveled with Christ three days, the true Ark of the Covenant, him himself, the one who is God's presence the one who is God, in the presence of his people. And they have followed him, and they have been nourished by him with the spiritual bread. They have taken in all of his teaching, but they have also simply enjoyed being in his presence. To the point where they have neglected all of the other things and given those things up. They are now choosing heavenly bread over earthly bread, to the point where now they have nothing. But the Lord looks out at their perseverance and he is so moved by them. They have come in their admiration of Christ, but he also seems in a certain sense to admire them in their perseverance. And he says to his disciples in order to test them, how can we feed in the desert? He is taking their minds back. They should go back to when Israel was freed from Egypt 
and was sustained by the Lord by manna in the desert. How do we feed in the desert? Their answer is and should be God. And God is the one who is asking them the question. And then he says, how many loaves have you? And they say seven. And this is the very profound mystery of when we ourselves come to encounter the mercy seat that is God's presence in our midst, most especially in the Eucharist, where we come and the same heart of Christ is present, that fount of mercy, which pours mercy out upon us as well, and all those who persevere in his presence in the same way that these people and this crowd has done. And all he says to us when we turn towards him and his mercy, he says, what have you got? Basically, give me the little you have and I will make it sufficient. Give me the minuscule amounts of love, of prayer, of devotion that you have and I will make them sufficient. And even beyond sufficient, there will be more left over in abundance, even more than what you had in the beginning. And so what we see in this beautiful miracle that the Lord is working is our encounter with Christ in the Blessed Sacrament. The bread that he fed his people with on the mountain is nothing compared to the bread that he feeds us with here at Mass. They were fed with ordinary bread that had been multiplied. We are fed with the bread that is Christ himself in the Eucharist. And when we come to him, he calls us to him like he called his disciples to become like those cherubim who persevere in our turning towards him with attention, who abide with him. The word to abide, as it is said here in the Greek, they have been with me, they have abided with me. It means to linger in the presence of, to persevere in the presence of. When we come into the Lord's presence in adoration, and when we linger in his presence, meaning spend time in his presence, his mercy pours out upon us. But he calls us to that same activity, to turn towards him not only with the wings of love, but also with the eyes of our intellect and our mind, to be attentive to him, to fix our attention on him so that we might receive his wisdom and that deeper knowledge of his mercy. And that is quite simply what our prayer should be whenever we are with Christ. Simply our prayer is broken down into our contemplation of him and our admiration of the Lord as we receive his wisdom, his love, his grace. And as we are filled with the abundance of his mercy, then we can go out and feed others with the mercy that we have received. Christ in the Eucharist is the fulfillment of everything else that we have seen before. It is the fulfillment of God's presence in our midst, a presence par excellence, body, blood, soul, and divinity. The same Christ that sat on the mountain and fed all of that crowd is now here and he will feed all of us. The same Christ who gave them bread to eat is now the Christ who will come to us as bread to eat and to consume. This is the culmination of the mercy of his heart as he calls his own sacrament when he speaks to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, the sacrament of his love. Because it is love that gives itself for the sake of the other. And in the Eucharist, the Lord gives himself completely for the sake of us. Amen.